heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today for the 29th of September. Good morning, I'm Ben Dobbin with you across the Resonate Broadcast Network. A very good morning to everybody listening to us through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longridge, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network. A very good morning to you. Big show for you this morning. We have got the NCC stud principal, Brett Nobbs, joining us this morning. We're also going to talk at grand finals and we're going to have a real look at a really great initiative for the women of rural and regional Queensland. It's a big show for you. It is Thursday morning, the 29th of September. You're with Ben Dobbin across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Let's get into it. Brett Nobbs joins us next. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. A really special guest joins us now. Brett Nobbs is the stud principal and owner of NCC Brahmins and their annual sale will be held on the 25th of October, commencing at 10.30am at Inveria, Duringa. 159 lots offered, 100 bulls and 59 females and they are peas in a pod. Absolutely outstanding line. And obviously, you can view the catalogue online. And there's also a huge announcement coming in for the next couple of years with a massive genetic challenge. Brett joins us this morning. Brett, good morning, and thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Dobbo. Always good to talk to you, and thank you for the very generous introduction. Oh, no, mate. Um, I just have looked at your catalogue online and, and obviously had a look at your bulls. Um, I mean... Every stud principal who is in this in the seed stock industry wants to breed a, a, a calf or a female that can go and do a job for a producer. And and if you look at your bulls, I mean, the one thing that stands is that consistency, um, depth, length, bone, everything that you want in in a Brahmin bull is there on offer. And females a very very special yarding of cattle, and you must be very happy with them. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It's um. I guess as most um, stud breeders would say, it's a labour of love. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about um, breeding good quality Brahmin cattle and, you know, it's, it's um, devoted my life to it. And, yeah, pretty pretty excited about uh, about where our program is headed. And um, and like you said, it's the, it's the consistency that matters and that predictability. And um, we're, we're just really starting to punch out some cattle that are so predictable and... Um, and, and uniform that you know gives the, gives their clients confidence that they're going to reproduce themselves and breed breed how they look. Like I guess the best thing about it is, and when you look at that, it, you you've been prominent in, in the livestock industry in Australia for a very long <clears> time, and and you, you're polite about people's cattle, but you 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 know what you're looking for. What would you like people to say about your cattle when they look at these yarding of bulls? I think um, industry focused and predictable and, and uniform it, it would be would be the, the summary of it. Um, yep. Well, I guess that's what it's all about. You know, whether it's a produce, commercial producer at Springshaw or you know, someone at Dolby or it, producing, you know, whatever. It, it cattle cattle need to be uniform. They need to be predictable. Um, whether you're standing steers up at the Roma sale or, um, you know slaughter cattle to, to, to the meatworks, you just want an even, consistent product and uh, that, to me that's the important part. 
Yeah, it's so important. And, and I mean, that that's so important as well. Uh, this sale kicks off 10.30am, uh, Tuesday the 25th of yeah. October. Obviously, Brahman Week next week. It's a big week uh, for the Brahman industry next week. And then following uh, this sale, uh, which is unbelievable. You can get in contact with Brett, obviously. Go online, um, nccbrahmans.com.au. Um, that sale is exceptional, and I strongly recommend everybody just to give yourself some time, have a look at the catalogue, and have a look at these cattle, and and also the females that are on offer. The the fifty nine heifers that are on offer, the females that are on offer, are just magnificent as well. So, all details there. Brett, the the exciting thing for me is a absolute revolutionary concept that you have bought to the Brahmin industry that will happen in 2024 called the NCC Genetic Challenge. Now, for those um, who don't know Brett Nobbs, you have always been at the forefront and this is just uh, a historic event that will be created in 2024. Can we start from the beginning about how you came about this and and what actually it entails um, on the 23rd and 24th of August? Yeah, Ben, um, it's... I guess I've seen a few events around the world and in, in other industries, you know, like the horse industry with their, their futurities and, and those sorts of things. And I thought, well, why couldn't we do something similar in the in the um, in the cattle business and and particularly the Brahmin Brahmin breed? Um, I think you know, it's there's a lot goes on in our industries, and uh, I guess with modern society, we're probably a little disconnected from. In, in some ways, in camaraderie and and um, and bringing people together as uh, as such, and uh, I think I, I'd just like to to stage an event um, that really brings people together and basically celebrate the Brahmin breed, young people to breed Brahmin cattle, and um, you know I know it's you know it's not all about just breeding cattle and sending to the and make. It's, um, there's a whole lot more to it, and there's, there's, you know, we need to inspire people to be passionate about breeding cattle and, and passionate about being in the beef industry, and and in my case, um, passionate about breeding Brahmin cattle. So the the con- this concept is um, designed to for anyone with um, that has anyone can enter this competition. It's basically just a show, like a horse futurity, with uh, two hundred thousand dollars in prize money spread across a wide range of classes. And to be eligible, you need to have an have an animal that is sired by one of my bulls, or out of one of my cows, um, or an actual animal that they purchased from me with my brand on it. So uh, it's pretty basic criteria to enter, and it's um, yeah, it's it's just about bringing all those genetics together and of, of, and all those exhibitors and comparing with them. We'll have an international judge from the US that will be um, will, will, um, run his eye over the cattle and, and um, yeah, there's $50,000 prize money for the champion bull and 50000 for the cow. And we're going to run it over two days and we're having a... Um, it's 90 years since the first um, Brahmin cattle were imported from J.D. Hudson's in the US, so... Having a, a a pretty grand sort of a gala evening the night before, where a lot of the JD Hudgens family members will be be in attendance from the US and basically celebrating the birth of the you know the JD Hudgens Manso type cattle in Australia. Um, and then the next day we'll have the judging, and then we'll have a 
pretty special finale where we'll announce the two champions, and uh, that's what I'm really excited about. It's, I can't reveal too much um, about what we're going to do, but it'll be it'll be big regardless. Uh, it, yeah, no one will ever have seen anything like it before, and I'm just hoping I can pull it off and um, and, and and make it all happen. But we've engaged some really cool people from um, you know from all walks of life of. Uh, um, you know, aerial performance from from the Gold Coast, and uh, we're just putting together a production that is just going to be pretty exciting and pretty spectacular. And you know, it's just about bringing people together to enjoy enjoy each other's company, enjoy the breed, be positive and passionate about the breed and the future of the breed. And uh, one of the mo- the other most exciting aspect of the of the event is the youth program that, that I've introduced into it, where um, excuse me open to two age groups um i love that there's a junior youth and a senior youth and uh uh, particularly the senior youth side of it where um uh the the winning youth will be um we're shouting them a a five-week trip um encompassing four five countries we're going to colombia guatemala uh colombia and the usa and mexico to the the five leading um, Brahmin operations in those five countries, and they'll they'll host the, the youth winner for those for a week each. So uh, I just tried to think up a program that, when I was that age, what would get me excited and what would what would inspire me, and um, that's that's what I came up with. And I would have um, I would have done anything to have that opportunity to to do to a trip like that at, at that age. So, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say for everybody listening to us this morning, this is the richest cattle show in Australian history, $200,000 genetic challenge. Now, I should talk about the eligibility because you did mention that they have to be by one of an NCC bull or produced from an NCC dam or branded as an NCC animal, so purchased off you. Now, there is some birth dates as well. Um, and we should we should for males um, from the first to the eighth, twenty twenty one, till the thirtieth of the eleventh, twenty twenty three. So those listening um, have ample time. If your calf hasn't hit the deck or will be hitting the deck later this year, you have ample time. You can you can yeah, go about it right. a different way. And for the females, obviously, um, it's a little later. So it's from the first to the eighth, twenty twenty to the 30th, the 11th, 2023. So if you're in those, and we also should say they they, they must be um, part of the Australian Brahmin Breeders Association. They must be registered as well, these cattle as well, which yeah, I would, you know, obviously that is just a given as well. But, I mean, not only are you doing an amazing thing for the younger generation, this is encompassing everybody and this is the kind of thing. Obviously, you have spoken to people who have bought your cattle before and who would be interested in it. This will give, and I, I assume, Brett, people who in the past haven't shown cattle a chance to throw their hat in the ring and have a go. And you, you've supplied, there's obviously, you've got a group of fitters that will all be able to work in, but this gives people an opportunity who have said in the past, oh, well, I haven't really ever, I bred a few bulls for my operation, but you know what, we're going to give this a go ourselves and, and really have a crack at trying to trying to see if we can get the biscuits. It is very much like a futurity or a big prize camp draft. You know, uh, you know Tamworth run that from that sale camp draft where, you, you you know, if you 
purchase out of there. You can go in this camp. It's very similar, the kind of theory to it, just in re- revolving around livestock now. Absolutely, uh, Ben. And the other thing, I guess, we I'm wanting to make the event all about the exhibitors. So if for, for every exhibitor that's there, whether they're selling you know, two or three bulls a year or they're selling 200 bulls a year or uh, wherever they sit within the industry, if they're there exhibiting cattle, we want to showcase them uh, and make, make those couple of days all about them and, and feel good about their investment in Brahmin cattle and feel as though that they're, they're part of the industry and that, that they have a future there. And that um, so, so it's all about showcasing them um, and letting them do their pitch on, on where they sit within the Brahmin breed and opening up opportunities for them to do trade and do business over those couple of days, and uh, we we hope to have a lot of you know a lot of international visitors and um, events like these around the world, whether they're, whether they're this event or you know, Houston Livestock Show, um, they open doors for people and, and open um, people make relation face to face relationships and contacts that, that yes. can be long lasting, and um, so I, I can't. I can't overstate value of these types of events in in just generating business and generating um, camaraderie and contacts amongst people within a common industry. Such a proud industry. It's on the eve of obviously we're we're a year and a half away. The twenty third and almost two years, twenty third and twenty fourth of August, and it's on the eve of obviously the spring bull season. So you know it's right at the beginning. So a lot of people obviously. Uh, will be able to, to to work in their programs. Obviously, there's going to be some inquiry. How, how do people and and there'll be more details coming out, Brett? And obviously, people have been sent this and they're aware of this. But for people listening to it for the first time, if they've got questions, is there a place? Can they give you a call to talk to you about it? What's the process there? Yeah, absolutely. I'll like you know they can call me any basically any time, or they can um, visit our website and and. Um, uh, look at our Facebook page and, and basically follow us along there. And um, and the program the program preview has been released. And um, as we get closer to the event, the um, you know there'll be more details released. But I guess we released this program now just in time to get people thinking about it and get them eyeing off those cards that are that are you know about to be born or have been born. And, you know and um, getting getting excited about. Um, getting some cattle broken in. The other thing I'd like to mention too is uh, uh, this all wouldn't be possible without the very, very generous support of our sponsors. We've, you know, we've got 12 sure. very forward-thinking sponsors that have um, that have really stepped up and um, been ex- extraordinarily generous with their uh, with support for this event and I'm eternally grateful to them to, um, and uh, really, really value their support, and, um, and it's a big thing, isn't it? It's a big thing, and I mean, you talk about you talk about some of those sponsors, and I hope you don't mind if I name them. Um, but sure, you know, JD Hutchins. Um, you've got um, you, you've got GT Inverter Genetic Technologies, Ringers and Western Advance, Rockhampton, North Northwire Feed Pro, um, recent Sydney Jones Solicitors, Rocky Repo. Milne Brothers, Tropical Cattle, Queensland Rural McCafferty's, um, Tim McCaffrey, um, like like phenomenal people who have have backed it. And and to be to be fair, Brett, they've been with you for a long time. So the loyalty goes both ways, mate. 
But those sponsors, loyalty goes a long way. You've dealt with a lot of these people for a very, very long time. Yeah, Ben, it's, um, we were just looking at it the other day. There's probably five or six of those sponsors that uh, we've been been in business with them since the day they opened their doors and, you know, ranging from 10 years to 30 years. And, uh, you know, Risa and Sydney Jones, our, our lawyers in particular, our family's been been um, utilising them for, for over 50 years. So they're long-standing relationships and, you know, Good family-owned businesses that uh, that, are, that are loyal to the Central Queensland area and into the cattle industry, and, uh, and we're eternally grateful for their for their support in this event. Well, it's uh, it's going to be huge, and this happens um, on the twenty third and twenty fourth of August in twenty twenty four. So, people who are listening to us today who are going to start to get cattle ready for it, make sure you mark that date and go to the Facebook page and obviously their website as well, nccbrahmans.com.au. Their Brett's Brahman annual Brahman sale is on Tuesday, the twenty fifth of October, ten thirty a.m. at Inverio Duringa, one hundred and fifty nine lots, and I strongly recommend people to go and have a look. Australia's biggest single vendor Brahman sale selection, a hundred bulls, fifty nine females, outstanding yarding. Uh, Brett, great to chat. I uh, will talk to you again on this show, and but this challenge, this genetic challenge, is huge and one that you should be very proud of, mate. We look forward to uh, promoting it on this show, and obviously uh, as the time gets closer, it's going to be very good. We'll talk to you maybe a, a day or so post-sale, mate, um, on the after the after the 25th. Yeah, thank you very much, Tobo. I really appreciate uh, your kind words, and you know, we're extremely excited about the um, the challenge in, in 2024. It's, uh, it's going to be here before we know it, and uh, I, I hope... Um, I hope we can engage as many people and in, in, and get as passionate as I am about the Brahmin breed and about the beef industry. Oh, I'm sure there will be people uh, dead set entering, you know, the richest ever um, beef show ever in Australia's history, $200,000 up for grabs. Thank you, Brett Nobbs. We're going to take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Let's go to Anthony Highland, Grant Daniel Long St. George. Uh, Anthony, good morning, mate. Uh, how was the job yesterday? Only a, a little over 3,100 head. Yeah, exactly, Ben. Um, just a, a, a exposure. You know, we had a few bigger weeks the last few weeks and um, numbers came back a bit and, and um, looked the job very strong and, and more anticipated rain. So uh, hopefully we can just keep it keep it moving and, and improving. But um all processes again, very, very, um, you know, very strong. The uh, the fat cow market still over the four dollars at the best of it. Some of the lighter end of the secondary fat cows might have just shifted a shade softer, but all in all, very, very, very strong on the export front and, and processes inside of the business there yesterday. Yeah, that's a really good result because we heard uh, obviously there was a really strong sale at Roma. And so for it to follow on, that that's a really good result at Dolby. Uh, weather is inclement again. There is obviously some concern around crops and stuff like that in your neck of the woods with more rain being predicted in the Boulogne. Yeah, there, there is. Um, yeah, certainly. Uh, look, the, the, the river's actually flown it here for, for, the, for the full 12 months now and everything's full and, and loaded and I suppose we get a bit more rain. Some of the <clears throat> some of the flood country will, will have a bit of an impact and, and um, you know what? What week will come off and uh, happen? But I, I think everyone's pretty motivated to roll on with that. And the the way these cattle prices are moving forward week on week, I, I think um, I think they'll still be in a pretty good position um, by the end of the roll. Um, yeah, so all all good. 
Yeah, look, um, th- th- there's a lot going on. Um, that job, obviously, the numbers will come out, at, but weather will be the big predictor. Is there a lot of stock in the paddocks around your neck of the woods? Uh, not, not. I wouldn't say they're, they're loaded up, Ben. We've, we've sort of done some annual steer sales the last few weeks and, and some uh, bigger runs of feeders that we sort of had left around us when the job came back. And there's a few cattle that come board, I suppose, but if anything's going to bring cattle out, it's the price. Um, the price is very good. Um, I think cattle, if they're there, they should be moving and, and moving on for the back end of the year if there's cattle to go. Um, but we certainly, uh, I think all fronts of the business in processing, trucking, yard cattle will certainly be impacted by, uh, you know, the, this potential rain moving forward for the for this spring. And I think if if it keeps rain, will the prices stay uh, as good? Um, you know, it, it's all lining up to to keep things strong. I, I, you know, if if numbers are there, the price at the moment will certainly bring bring cattle forward and out. Um, but uh, you know, the weather's the weather can play everything. So I think everybody just have to be patient. If they want to buy steers, store steers. Not a lot on offer. So if you if you're coming across them, you probably want to buy them and get in and have your cattle ready for next year. But um, yeah, who, who knows, Ben? That I think we'll be in, in, impacted by the, the what happens with the weather system. Yeah, Barry Smith's clearing sale. The uh, transport operator. How did that go, mate? Yeah, very very pleasing result for Barry. Um, uh, look, a hundred percent hundred percent clearance, and uh, the, the we're a bit worn out. The telephones worn out uh, pre sale and post sale. Um, gear that looked a very, very well presented lineup of trucks from Barry and, and Sally, and 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 look, Chris Norris did a great job with us as well, and and, and us as agents very pleased to be a part of it. But then the trucks and trailers and dollies they just went everywhere, uh, Western Australia, Julia Creek, Burketown, back into the east, South Australia. Mate, that, it, the gear has gone absolutely everywhere, and it was a great sale for Barry and. And Sally, and um, they can move forward into what they want to do now. Yeah, well done. You've got a bull sale this Friday tomorrow, mate. We do, Ben. We've, we've got our we, we're back from the drought from 2017, and we're uh, kicking off the Ballon uh, Ballon uh, Allbreeds Bull Sale uh, this Friday, the 30th at 11 a.m. at, at Mile Plains at Nindy Gully. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. We're back. We're back on. We we sort of sat out for a few years, but um, we just thought we should be offering it. Uh, you know, bringing someone bringing someone new into the area, um, Emma Patterson and Jake Berghoff are there back over there on the Kingaroy. Yeah, a, a great relationship with Western Queensland, and and um, their bulls have been tried and tested in the West, and we think they suit us. So, uh, yeah, give us a call or jump on Elite Auctions as well. It's on there. The catalogue's up and live, and and uh, see how we go on Friday, Ben. Yeah, really appreciate that, mate. Um, listen, uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Um, and that's tomorrow, eleven o'clock, the Boulogne, uh Allbreed Sale. I appreciate your time this morning, Anthony Highland. Best of luck for it. Hey, thanks, Ben. You have a good week. Good on you, Anthony Highland. Uh, look, in giving you some other bull sale results that have been Triple B Brangus Stud records a perfect clearings. Uh, Brangus bulls hit uh, thirty five thousand dollar to average thirteen thousand. 545 was some commercial heifers topped at 4,400 to set a really good average of 2,369. But for the Brangus Bulls at Triple B, um, that is huge, 13,000. 
$545, their average as well. Um, you know, Canoundra, the Canoindra Santa Catrudis, uh, the Wolf family, uh, had a solid average of 15516 for 31 bulls at their fourth annual on-property sale at Emerald. Uh, that was yesterday. While their invitational vendors, uh, Quinnell of Santa's, Catrudis, Gunnedar, sold uh, eight bulls to average 10625 in average, four, 39 bulls sold for an overall average of $14,512. Um, two bulls sold to top at $26,000 each. That's a, a great result as well. Uh, I have got some other results that I'd like to share with you as well. This is um, from the Charbray sale, and um, probably uh, we just got sent this, and we probably should have uh, done something about that earlier um, the Charbray sales on Monday had a fantastic result, and obviously, that when you, when you're looking at all these results, please send them through. I, I really want to try and be able to, to do these kind of things for you. Uh, the Monday's Charbray National Bull Sale had a record-breaking fifty-two thousand dollar five hundred dollar lot. It's a top price record-breaking, and that was the lot three. Wattlebray ring, Ringer. The previous record was 40,000, so it smashed it by 12,000. 97% clearance for an overall average of 14,536. What a great result that was on Monday for the Charbray National Bull Sale. That was held at the uh, Gracemere Sayard CQ LX, and repeating the top price record breaking bull was Lot 3, and it was sold at auction. The vendors Trevor and Lolita Ford from Wattlebray, Charbray's at Chinchilla, 52,500. Great result there for the Charbray's and all bull sales. Brahman Week next week, we'll keep you updated with that. Um, and <clears throat> also, after that great chat we had a little earlier with Brett Nobbs, gee whiz, there's some exciting times ahead for the Brahman industry. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today, Thursday morning, the 29th of September. Peter Bedell joins us this morning ahead of Sunday's Battle of the West, the grand final that Sydney and New South Wales won. I don't know if there's anybody in Queensland overly happy about it, but Bomber, good morning. We ended up with the two best teams in the grand final. Well, I'm on top of the world, Dobbo. I, I don't know if many people know this. You do know this, but I'm an Eels man way back to 1982, a very small concession, Dobbo. It was <laughs> the first game I ever attended against the Mighty Doggies, your team. Yep. And uh, Tara won 7 six in round one of 1982 at Belmore, sorts of ground. And uh, they shared Belmore with the Bulldogs for three years. They beat them that day, 7-6, Peter Sterling field goal. And from that day on, I've never forgotten the Eels. I've loved them. And it's great to see them in the grand final. I really hope, Dobbo, they can finally break the 36-year title route. John Money was the coach in 1986 when they last won the game. Ray Price was the captain. Can they win on Sunday? Oh, absolutely, Dobbo. I think they can. Look, to me, Dobbo, if there's any team that's most capable of beating Penrith is Parramatta. I think they're the only other team in this competition that has truly matched them over the last few years. They've beaten them at Penrith earlier in the regular season. And they went toe-to-toe with them in week one of the finals before Mitchell Moses got a head knock and went off. And then Penrith ran away with it. So, look, I think Parramatta's got the guns, Dobbo. They've got the midfield muscle. They've got Sean Lane out wide, who's the equivalent of Viliami Kikau with his offloading ability. And they've got the smarts in the halves in Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses. And then they've got a match breaker in in King Gutho, 
Clint Gutherson at the back. So, look, I think Parramatta, if they start well early, I think they can rough forward some feathers and I think they can beat Penrith, yes. I am absolutely, in, in a lot of ways, with you on this. But nothing can be taken away from the juggernaut of the Penrith Panthers. Amazing, Dobbo. They're a phenomenal team. I mean, they remind me, Dobbo, of the beautiful teams of the 90s, Brisbane and Canberra. They, they were just the magical teams who scored points galore and had some players that we marvelled at. And I I marvel at this Penrith team, Dobbo. I know they don't always have their fans, but I watch someone like Nathan Cleary, who to me will be a future immortal. And I just admire his artistry. I admire how he's just an expert in his craft. His kicking game is just next level. And then you look at other players like Jerome Luai, who's such a such an instinctive player. Brian Toto, such a pocket rocket on the wing. I really do love watching them. And James Fisher-Harris in the mid part midfield is just a muscle man with a bit of skill as well. So, so look, I think Isaiah Yo, their skipper, brings it all together. They're, look, they're, they're the red hot favourites, Dobbo. They should win if they're on. If they, their best is better than everyone else's best, in my mind. But if they're just a little bit off, Parra can get them. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I agree with that. I think they can as well. Let's talk about that. So you're going to go Parramatta. The bookmakers say Penrith, and obviously there's a lot to do. Can we go back to the Brisbane Broncos now? Both of us are friends with Ben Iken and, and Kevin Walters, and you broke this story a couple of weeks ago about the internal feud that have been going on. Now, all reports are that it has been sorted, but this is a do-or-die season, the 2023 season for the Broncos and for Kevin Walters and Ben Iken if they are to remain in the game. It certainly is, Dobbo. And look, I don't think the issues between Ben and, and Kevy are insurmountable. I think there were just some administrative front office issues where they needed to be on the same page. And, uh, and from what the Broncos power brokers are saying, they are getting onto that page over the, the pre-season and the off-season. And, and in the fullness of time, Dobbo, we'll see if that materialises. Look, I think, Dobbo, we, we know it's a make-or-break season next year for Kev Walters. He's missed the finals in his first two seasons in charge. I think he was very unlucky this year. He should have made the finals statistically. But the reality is he missed it. He came ninth. And if he misses the finals next year, Dobbo, I think even Kevy would accept after three failures that he would go. But I hope, Dobbo, that they can make the finals. I think they've got the team to do that. They probably ran out of petrol at the back end of this season. Mentally, they were a little bit fatigued. And I think the younger players will be mentally stronger for another 12 months in the NRL. So if, if Adam Reynolds stays fit, Dobbo, and Kurt Capewell stays fit, I think they play finals next year. I think they can finish seventh or eighth. And that would keep Kevy in the job and, and keep the Kevolution going. Yeah. Is the Iken and Walters issue dead and buried? Well... I don't think it's emphatically dead, Dob. I mean, the bottom line is we need to see how they work together now with this, this streamlining of the front office that's taken place. As we know in recent weeks, Terry Madison has been let go as one of the assistants. Steve Walters has moved on as football manager, so that possibly increases Ben Iken's role because he probably will take on some of Walters' tasks. So we'll have to see how Ben and Kevy work in the front office over the next three, six, nine months. So I guess it's always something that's evolving, but I think Kevin needs to just show a little bit more trust in Ben. Ben's there to help him. He wants him to succeed. They won a comp together in 2000 at the Broncos. So Ben Nyken is one of the sharpest minds in rugby league, and I think if Kevin Walters utilises him to the full degree, it can only improve him as a coach and improve the Broncos as a football club. Yeah, you're dead right. And one that, one that you know, I think Ben Iken does wonders for that club. And I, I think, um, obviously, 
They get a pass mark this year, the Broncos. Um, it's going to be interesting. The Dolphins season kicks off in literally a month's time, yet they still haven't got a full roster. Yeah, it's a little bit of a worry, isn't it, Dobbo? And I've got to say, I, I spoke to Wayne Bennett about this yesterday. The other issue, Dobbo, that's a curveball is the World Cup that will disrupt their preseason massively. They'll have 10 players, the Dolphins, at the World Cup. So when Wayne Bennett reports for preseason training, he, he'll basically have a bare-bones playing group, and he has to somehow bring them together within a short space of time to be competitive for their first season. He'll also have his chief assistant, Christian Wolf, not there because he'll be at the World Cup with Tonga. So it's been a, it'll be a disastrous preseason for the Dolphins. It's not what they need. It'll be turbulent. It'll be disrupted. But Dobbo, I guess they they can only play the cards they're, they're dealt. And so let's see how they go. They're, they're lucky they've got Wayne's experience, but it will be a tough first season for them. They'll, I believe they'll miss the finals. But anything they do next year can only be a launch pad for them moving forward. I agree 100%. And Peter, we really appreciate your time. We might talk to you next week after the grand final. Um, Parramatta, you are tipping, and Brisbane to make the eight next year. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for being with us on Rural Queensland today. No worries, Dobbo. And being a Dogs fan that you are, mate, can you please just back the Eels for once? I'm back in the Eels. I'm back in the Eels. I'm back in the Eels. (laughs) You beauty. See you, mate. Appreciate your time. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Well, tomorrow kicks off a huge day, um, the Tambo Jubilee Draft, um, which will take place from tomorrow morning, 6.30am start, um, and it is an absolute huge draft. 50 years of camp drafting being celebrated. Their president, Sterling Fearon, joins us this morning. Sterling, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us, mate. No worries, Good morning. Uh, Listen, this is a huge, huge draft, obviously 50 years, but... Uh, huge nominations, um, and obviously, Tambo, you, you, you've had your challenges with having to shift drafts at different times and making sure that you get through it. Uh, at the moment, it's all systems go, and you've got a huge weekend ahead of you. Yeah, we do, Dobbo. It's, um, it's, uh, everything's in place, and uh, we've been pretty fortunate with the weather this week. There was a little bit of forecast weather um, on the radar, but it's, um, yeah, it's avoided this week. Yeah, so no, no, it's all all systems go, mate. Uh, how many mate. nominations? Obviously, I would suspect it would have sold out straight away. Yeah, look, it's um, it's yeah, we've only got about sixty competitors. There's a lot of drafts on this weekend. Mudderborough's on, Roma's on, Tula Miller's on. Um, so yeah, look, there's there's a lot on. Um, and it is just the one day. It's just on yep. Friday. Yep. Um, just more, just uh, more or less to. Yeah, it's an unveiling event to um, to celebrate the the Queen's Jubilee um, grant that we we sure. got. Yeah, and the trees uh, that you've planted. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um it's more about you know the unveiling and uh, and obviously the fifty years of Camp Drafty in Tambo. It's quite fitting as the the first draft um, in Tambo was a one day draft held in nineteen seventy one. So it's quite fitting that we um yeah we're running one. 50 years later, just on the one day to... Oh, I like it. Yeah. And look, there is a lot of drafts going on this weekend. You're right. You know, and, and a lot of people can get to it. But the fact is that you have to... Everybody has to compete and everybody has to go. You've got the commemorative Queen's Jubilee trees planted. You're going to unveil that. You've got to celebrate and obviously acknowledge, you know, the 50 years of Tambo. And this one-day draft, I mean, 
your big draft, obviously, you, we, we spoke to you earlier about that. That was, you know, Bedlam. You have to shift the locations and everything that went on with, with all that. With all that, but you, you're obviously in a, in a in a pretty good place at the moment. How um, it, it, obviously sponsorship goes a long way, and a lot of community people help and get in and have helped and made this happen. Yeah, that's right. No, the the, uh, the committee's all pulled together and. Um yeah, got got everything sorted, ready to go for the day. So we're um, yeah, we'll head in today and get everything everything sorted. And um, yeah, now I've got a, a few sponsors on board. Yarrawonga's the major one, supplying yep. um, all the cattle um, for the major event. And um, yeah, obviously that's a that's a massive one. So um, and we've actually uh, we've actually got a trophy a trophy saddle up for the novice draft, which has been donated kindly donated by. Ben Roberts, um, so he's making a saddle for that. He's coming out for the day, which would be great. Um, yeah, so look, everything's, uh, there's been a, it was a massive effort to get all the trees in and get all that done. We were held up with a bit of weather and um, everyone pulled pulled together and got that sorted. So no, it should be a great day. How many trees you planted? We planted, uh, planted 35, Dobbo, yeah. Wow, yep. eh? well, and mate, obviously it, it will, in time, you know, go on. It'll it'll make the it'll make the grounds look iconic, eh? Yeah, well, that was the idea. Pip, my wife, applied for the grant. Um, you know, and the idea was to select trees that were that were going to grow and provide superior shade for years to come. A uh, bit of a trees, um, of Tipuanas, bottle trees, Burdekin plums, and Tabby Boers. So, um, yeah, no, I think there's a good selection there, and she's she's done a hell of a job to pull it all together. Yeah. I love that. I think that's awesome. Hey, that's on tomorrow, uh, September 30, 6.30 start, Jubilee draft, and the unveiling of the trees planted to commemorate the Queen's Jubilee, quite fitting with what's gone on with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, and I think that's awesome for the Tambo Campgraft Association and, and committee. Good on you, Sterling. Have a good day tomorrow, mate. Thanks, Dobbo. We'll talk to you later. See you later. This is Rural Queensland Today. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today. I hope you've enjoyed your Thursday, the 29th of September. Have a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow. Remember, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. Ray Hadley joins you next. Till next time, it's bye for now.